washed our sins. Christ washed our sins in His blood. And we were saved and washed clean and pure. And this evening I want to preach a message that kind of, shall we say, enhances the things that we've been talking about. And I call your attention to the book of Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. Isaiah 9 and verse 6, which says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. We talk about Jesus, and the name of Jesus is um, very much, very long. If we look through the Scriptures, we'd find multitudes of names that were given to Jesus through what He did and all of that. When he was here on earth, he was he was known as the one that could touch a person and they would be healed. He was known as one who could take a few fishes and a few loaves of bread and feed thousands of people. He was known as one that could speak and the dead could rise. He was known as one who could walk on the waters. One time the disciples were on the ship and they looked and here came Jesus walking on the water to the ship where they were. He had many, many names that the Bible gives or tells about our Lord. We talked this morning about the fact that He washed us from our sins in His precious blood. Savior place there will be coming back to Isaiah 9. But turn with me to the book of Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5, verses 41 and 42. It says, They departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily in the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. They ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. We've preached about Jesus Christ many times. 
We've preached messages about him time and again. I've gone to other places. I've preached to people that would walk over two mountains to get to where I was preaching to hear about Jesus. I've preached to people in the United States, all over the United States, couple or three times I went into saloons and asked permission to preach the gospel to the people that were there. And I was given that permission. I remember one time I went into a saloon down in South Carolina and asked if I could preach to the people there. And the, the manager went over to the jukebox and unplugged it and told everybody to listen to what I had to say and that the jukebox was unplugged so nobody could play it while I was there. I preached on street corners. I preached in tents. I preached in church buildings. Held revival meetings and preached And all the way through my life, my ministry, I have preached about Jesus. We've taught some of the many doctrines that's found in the Word of God, which are messages for us about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And when I preached... The message this morning, I thought I need to preach a message on Jesus. This is one that I have preached before, but I wanted to preach this one again tonight because, again, I want to... This message, I felt, would go well with what we preached this morning And I want to remind all of us and all who may see the program later, but that Jesus is the reason I'm here. Jesus is my Savior. He died for me. He came that I might have life. And if it ever gets to the place that I cannot preach about Jesus, I'll be going home. Our text tells us that Unto us a child is born. Unto us you and me a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. 
we have governments in the world. There's not a, there's never been a leader, but what God allowed him to be a leader uh, of any country. But when Jesus came, all leaders were subservient to him. The government is on him. Then it says, His name shall be called Wonderful. I'm going to look at these names. Think about it for a little bit. And think about my Jesus and your Jesus. The psalmist says in the 75th Psalm, Psalm 75 and verse 1, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near thy wondrous work, for that thy name is near thy wondrous works declare. The works of God declares the name of Jesus. If you have not noticed, the entire book of Psalms is the central theme of the entire book of Psalms is Jesus. In some way or another, It speaks of Jesus. The Psalms used to be the songs. That's what Psalms means, a song. The Psalms used to be the songs that the nation of Israel sang when they gave glory to God. His wondrous works declare His name. His name shall be called Wonderful. Let's think about a little bit about the fact that His name was recalled, would be called Wonderful. In the book of Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2 and verses 5 through 7, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men. Made in the likeness of men. Jesus, who is God, who has always been God, who was God before the world was created. In fact, He spoke the world into creation. He who has always been God 
poured himself. He, as God, is everywhere in the entire world and universe. But he, because of you and because of me, poured himself into a little baby born of a virgin. Came to earth and walked upon this earth in the form of a man. While he was here, he was totally human. Yet at the same time, he was totally God in heaven. He took upon himself the form of a man. Isaiah talks about that birth. If you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son shall call his name Emmanuel. The word Emmanuel, the name Emmanuel, means God with us. That's what the name Jesus means as well. God with us. Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. Matthew 1 and verse 23 says, well, verse 22, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet Isaiah, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. He was born of a virgin, the Virgin Mary, determined by God before he ever created the world to be the woman, the virgin, that would bear himself as a child, as a man. He was born here on earth with a miraculous birth. He came here miraculously pouring himself into the form of a little baby and growing up as a man. He came here for the purpose of redeeming me and you and all who believe in him. No wonder Isaiah said his name shall be called Wonderful. He walked upon the earth. He came here. He performed all kinds of miracles, like we said. He fed multitudes with little, uh, out of little. He made enough to feed multitudes. He touched the sick and they were made whole. He opened the eyes of the blind, the ears of the deaf. He made the cripple to be able to walk. 
raised the dead. He walked on the waters. He did many and wonderful things while he was here. But when he came here as a little child, born of a virgin, he came here with the purpose of dying. He was born to die. Not that he could die, because the wages of sin is death. He did not have the blood of man in him, and he did not have sin. He had no sin when he was born. And as he grew up, he did not sin. So they could not kill him, even though they tried, they could not. But he came to die, not because he had to die, but because he took upon himself my sins, my sins. He took upon himself your sins, your sins. Put them upon himself and died in our place. Matthew 19, Matthew, or I'm, I'm sorry, um, John 19, John, the book of John, verse 19 or chapter 19 and verse 17, And he, bearing his cross, went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. He went to the hill of Golgotha, where they crucified him, two other with him on either side one, and Jesus in the midst. In verse 30 of this chapter, after he was on the cross, after they had thrown the spear through his side, they tried to kill him, but they could not. They drove the nails into his hands and into his feet. They put the crown of thorns upon his head. They drove the spear through his side, but they could not kill him. But in verse 30, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, which was the last thing that was to be done, then he said, It is finished. When he said, It is finished, he didn't mean that uh, that just his life was finished. He meant the work that he came to do was finished. He took upon him our sins. He suffered many things. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. They could not kill him. 
but he willingly died in order to cover my sins, in order so that I could be washed in the blood of Jesus, so that you could be washed in the blood of Jesus and your sins would be covered. Had they killed him, he would have just been like a human. But they could not kill him. He could not die, for he had no sin. But he took our sins, and then he willingly died. He willingly gave up the ghost. He willingly died for us. In the book of Philippians, chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 8. Being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He became obedient unto death. He died for us. No wonder Isaiah said his name would be called Wonderful. He he willingly died so that I could have life. He willingly died so that you could have life. He died for us. Had he been had he remained dead and had it been such that he would still be in the grave, it would not have meant anything. But in John chapter two chapter twenty, I'm sorry. John chapter twenty. John chapter 20 and verse 19, it says here, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. When he had so said, he showed unto them his hands and his side, Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you. As my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Jesus said, when they looked at the nail prints in his hands, And the print in his side where the spear went in. He said to them, Peace be unto you. Why? Because he who died and took our sins is God. And he was victorious over death, hell, and the grave. 
in the book of Acts, chapter 25, Acts chapter 25, and verse 19, verses 18 and 19, against whom when the accusers stood up, they brought none accusation of such things as I supposed, but had certain questions against him of their own superstition and of one Jesus which was dead, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. Paul declared, preached with the affirmation. He preached with the, with the, uh, with the message of fact that the Savior who came to die for His people was victorious over death, hell, and the grave. And He rose victorious. He rose from the dead. No wonder Isaiah said His name would be called Wonderful. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 11, after He had appeared to the disciples and gave them the marching orders for the church to do, the church that He had started while He was here, then He was taken back, it says in verse 9, when He had spoken these things, while they beheld, He was taken up And a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. He said, Someday, He will come back and take His people to be with Him. No wonder His name is called Wonderful. He took our sins, suffered and died, was buried, rose again, and promises that one day, one day, He's coming for me and for you. He's coming for His people. His name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Counselor. A counselor is one who is well-vexed in subjects, able to give advice. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 12, And verse 15, Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 15, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. And then he says in chapter 19 of the book of Proverbs and verse 20, Hear counsel, receive instruction that thou mayest be wise, in thy latter end. Where's the best counselor we can find? His name shall be called Counselor. 
His name shall be called Counselor. He is our Counselor. Romans chapter 15 and verse 12. Romans 15 and verse 12. And again Isaiah saith, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he that shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him shall the Gentiles trust. The Bible says we can trust in him. The psalmist says in the 36th uh, Psalm, 26th Psalm, Psalm 26, in verse 1, he says, Judge me, O Lord, for I have walked in mine integrity. I have trusted also in the Lord. Therefore, I shall not slide. Our trust must be in He who is called the Counselor. The one to guide us in the ways that we should go. 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verses 8 through 12. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My, my brethren, these things ought not so to be. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. He says, I'm sorry, I'm reading the book of James. I thought this wasn't the right verse. In First um, Peter chapter 3, and verses 8 through 12. Finally, be ye all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips, that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and eschew it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. He is the one that gives us peace and guidance. Colossians says in chapter 3 and verse 1. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Seek the Counselor, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
We can mean, read many verses. We're told to ask and you shall receive. We're told to seek and He will guide. And we have the Word where we can seek answers. Isaiah said, He's wonderful counselor, the mighty God. The mighty God. Jesus, our Savior, is the mighty God. The psalmist in the 29th Psalm, Psalm 29, and verses 1 through 11. I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up, hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. O Lord my God. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm reading the 30th chapter, Psalm. Give. Make sure I got the right one. Psalm 29. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The Lord is upon many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is full of majesty. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. He maketh them also to skip like a calf. Lebanon and Syrian like a young unicorn. The voice of the Lord divideth the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shaketh the wilderness. The Lord shaketh the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord maketh the hinds to calve and discovereth the forest. And in his temple doth every one speak of his glory. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. Yea, the Lord sitteth king forever. The Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting Father. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. John said in chapter 1, John, the book of John, chapter 1, and verse 1 says this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And in verse 14, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Again in chapter 3 of John and verse 13, And no man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. He's the everlasting Father. The everlasting Father. And finally, Isaiah said of Jesus, His name would be called the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Ephesians chapter 2 
Ephesians 2, beginning with verse 13. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ, for He is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in His flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so maketh, so making peace, that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. And again in the book of John, Chapter 16. John chapter 16. And verse 33. These things I have spoken in, unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus who washed us from our sins, covered our guilt, our sins, the Mighty One. He has given us peace such as nobody can give. And we will have peace from now throughout eternity. Because Jesus is the everlasting Father. That's the Jesus that I preach about. That's the Jesus that we know. He's our Savior. He died in our place, He died for us, our Savior. Jesus Christ. No wonder we preach in the name of the Lord Jesus. Shall we stand to be dismissed?